parallel there. As today is the fantastic Sailor Machine Gamer's birthday, happy birthday Sailor. I thought now was the perfect thing to come back with my It's time to show some work to series and it's uh, one thing I've been wanting to show some work to for a little while. So it's time to show some work to the live action Scooby-Doo movies. Yes, you heard that correct. <laughs> yeah. So in 2002 and 2004, there were two live action Scooby-Doo movies which had Sailor Shelter and Daphne Cook. And the internet sound, the first one was particularly successful. The second one made money, but then it wasn't as successful. But they both, they both films were absolutely hammered by critics and people, a lot of older people in us and dating. But I'll be honest with you, I actually loved them, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. And I think, you know what, they were underrated and they, they, they were fun. And I really want to take some more films because I genuinely think these are the best live action adaptations of a beloved cartoon to you. In 1994 there was the Flintstones, which was fun, which I enjoyed, John Deacon was great, and then we did the prequel Beaver Old Vegas, which sort of drank one, <laughs> just stank, and it completely flopped, deservedly so. And there's also been other ones like Yogi Bear, it was so fun, I can't actually quite like that one, I'll be honest, I enjoyed it. But I actually think the two best ones have been the Scooby-Doo, these two live action Scooby-Doo now. I'm not counting there was a straight to DVD one, but there's at least one straight to DVD one that came out of all that. Not counting that because I haven't seen that and I've no intention ever watching it. But that's what these movies, the ones that came out in 2002 and 2004, were great fun. You always thought when it was coming out, you always, there's always the sceptical about, oh, should they really do this? Is it really going to work? Well, let's be real. Every Scooby Doo episode is pretty much the same. And there may be some spoilers here, particularly for the first one, so again, I should warn you ahead with that. But um, because if you're really desperate not to get a Scooby-Doo movie spoiled, <laughs> well, we can't have that one. But, you know, I think it got around that, like, the opening scene makes fun of that. It makes fun of that really well. You know, good, good little fun, fun little cameo as well with that in there. But the other stuff to do is actually funny. And it was actually quite a clever little thing how the monsters actually turned out to be real this time, for, for people, rather than just people in costumes all the time. That was a fun little thing that they did with the first uh, film as well, if I remember correctly, I think that's what it was. And some of it was hologram and things like that. Yeah, no, something like that. But uh, another thing I would say is, about these films is, the four main characters, perfectly cast, that is the best, perfect, most perfectly cast people I've seen bringing live-action cartoon characters to life. John Goodman was perfect as Fred still he was actually very good, really great at that. But these people, honestly, genuinely, I don't think anyone else played these parts. You've got like, uh, of, of course, seeing the girl down his daffy and come on. She's just so perfect, especially at that time, you know. Who else could have played Daffy, brought Daffy to life here? Just so perfect. And you know what they would do nowadays. You just know what they would do nowadays if they did do another live action run with us. They'd make Daphne a feminist. Oh, guaranteed. They'd probably get somebody like fucking Ruby Riot or something like Bria Ripper or somebody from WWE or but we all really don't need that. But, Honestly, Sam Michelle was just so beyond perfect in this. She actually embodied the role great, and they actually played off her being buffy at the time, brilliantly, especially the little scene near the end, which actually starts to kick in us. And the music they play is actually quite similar. It's sort of similar to the buffy theme music, but not completely, so they don't get sued. So I thought that was a nice little touch, nice little on-joke. Of course, Freddie Prince Jr. was great. He was good, he was fun, he actually just had the loop thing pattern and everything like that. He was great, and of course, 
very pretty to be honest, I'm not sure I'm perfect all the couple and they've been together since early twenties, probably they're early twenties, possibly even younger, and they're still together, happy and married. You don't hear about that. That's, that, that's just unheard of, but yeah, they've made the one. They've made the dream one, here in the walking embodiment of that uh, fair point. And of course, like the Catalina and Velma, now, let's be fair, she made Velma sexy. Let's be fair, it's quite hot, especially in the second one. She actually was going on. And I'm depending on how always said she looks a bit like Nicky James, actually. You see that much for them, but no, oh, she, she was great. You know, I'd never heard of her before, but no, she was great. Really embodied it well and really right upon the part and things like that. You've got uh, I mean, to me, perfect Matthew Lorada's shadow. I honestly think this is the best I have ever seen anyone embody a live action cartoon character. Absolutely brilliant. He was perfect. And he's got a voice spot on me. Zombies! No man on my Yeah, that was my shit impression, sorry about that. He was honestly pitch perfect in that. The dynamics between them all have worked so well, especially speaking of Fred and Belmore. Really, really. Fred says to Belmore, yeah, the dirty chief story told me what to do. It's just a great one. It's very funny. Very enjoyable. You've also, on the first line, Kyle Fisher has a partner, she's a great actor. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean's in it. Man, if you keep on more, what's not to love? Mr. Bean, but to me, the train injury is that. They need scrap. This is again a big spoiler for us with a big twist. That they actually need scrappy do the devil. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was genius. Because let's be real, nobody likes scrappy do. Let's be honest. Uh, honestly, it's just so annoying. Just shouting and screaming and ruining every scene he's in in the cartoon. That was the one thing that dragged it down. But the fact that they actually made him the villain here was genius. I'll be honest with you. Scrappy do. Totally reminds me of Nicky Cross. Nicky Cross, nice person in your life, but the whole shouting, screaming, and ruining in the segment. Honestly, she's. It just reminds me of Scrappy Anyway, and of course, Scooby was done brilliant, and the Scooby and Shaggy dynamic works incredibly well. You know, they actually do get that. You get the bond, that actually works in the friendship between the two. Great, great little moments. Second one as well, I actually think the second one's even better. I honestly genuinely do. Because it's like called Monsters Unleashed. I haven't seen it for years, so to be honest, I'm kind of coming into this cold. But I, from what I remember, I actually think the second one's better than it. Actually, it's called Monsters Unleashed. It actually unleashes a load of monsters as well. The jokes are good in it as well. There's a nice little love story for Velma in it. And like I said, she's out actually like even hotter the second time. You bring Seth Green, who was a great addition to it as well. A lot of good jokes in that one. I really enjoyed both films, you know that. Yeah. So there you have it. I actually think the, the Scooby Doo movies, those two at least, are the best cartoon to live action transition there's ever been. Plus, one thing, James Gunn wrote the script for both films. You know, he's then went on to bigger and better things, done Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously. He's going to be doing the Suicide Squad, so there you go. It is what it is. So, and there you go, and also. I should really say a massive happy birthday to Sarah Miguel as well. Again, I mean, she's 44 to date. If you've ever seen her Instagram, she has not aged a day since Buffy the Vampire. I think it's just some of the anti-aging from vampires as well. Because uh, she's still slowing in more ways than one. So there you go, happy birthday to Sarah Michelle Miguel. Yeah, so there you go. See, showing some love to the live actors to the babies. Worth a look if you've never seen them. 
I'll be honest with you, I'm just like a clean by them. It's, this is again one of those things where I know they're dumb, but I'm not going to clean by them. I'm not going to pretend that they're anything other than that. They're easy to watch and I do laugh at them. Some people might not laugh at them. If you're looking for great plots, you're, you're in the wrong place. But to be honest, I thought I'd show some of the live action Scooby Doo films. And yet again, happy birthday to the one that was already there. Yeah, let's see. Thanks very much for listening.